Welcome to Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. I'm Ninka Benedit Mauritsson and I freed my son from symptoms of autism. This podcast is my way of giving back. I share the unique approach to autism which got my son from one of the most severe cases of endless tantrums, rituals, stimming, sleepless nights, aggression and lack of eye contact to a life without any symptoms. I also share how this journey connected me to my life purpose and made me lose 44 pounds, getting rid of anxiety and depression, plus help my entire family. This podcast is for those who don't subscribe to one-size-fits-all solutions, who do not accept the notion of there's nothing you can do. This podcast is for those who believe in healing, spirituality, biohacking, brain development, ancestral health, and wake-up calls. Autism is a sacred wake-up call, and this is a place to be to wake up to change and transformation. If your relationship is in a crisis and you don't know whether to stay or go, you're desperate but you're also feeling claustrophobic, this podcast is for you. Should I stay? Should I go? What about the children? Is it best for them that I stay? Is it better that I go? What happens in the future? What got us to this crisis? What are the missing links that stand between you, deep connection and love? When do you know for sure that there's more to be explored in your current relationship? And when do you know for sure that it's time to go? I am divorced myself and I'm now with my soulmate and we've been together for four years, my twin flame, my soulmate. I'm delighted to be there for you in this difficult situation. Let's dive in. So I remember the day when I told my children that we were getting a divorce. It's probably the most difficult, heartbreaking and painful day in my time as a mom. And I actually waited about four years from the date when I knew that this relationship was over until I actually finally decided to tell my husband and tell my children I wanted a divorce. I've learned so much since I made so many mistakes when I got the divorce and in the years that led to the divorce. And I want to make it easier for you to understand how you contribute to the crisis and the problems and the deterioration of the relationship and how you can grow your relationship, but also how you can determine whether it's time to go or not and how to make it a beautiful process of letting a beautiful relation and connection die and grow from it as a family and minimize the damage but also how to rewind and reconnect and re-nourish a relationship that has come to a, a point of no return, which we all get to, especially when there's a child with autism in the family and we're all pushed to the limit on a daily basis. So when I told my children that we were getting a divorce, I will never forget the screaming, heartbreaking, crying noises from my youngest son. It, it, it rips my heart open just to think about it, 
to this day, and it's now been nine years since we got a divorce, isn't it been? Or is it eight years? I'm not quite sure, but it's a long time ago. He was broken, heartbroken. And I was not able to stay focused on just completely limiting the damage for him and um, be completely unegotistic about my own little tiny stupid problems. And I don't want you to make the same mistakes as me because it actually took him about two years to get over this. He was struggling in school. He started to be unfocused and it led to his his uh, big rebel phase against both me and his dad a couple of years later. But when it happened, I I knew there was no way back. I knew the relationship was over. What I didn't know was how I could have made the break up a healthier journey for all of us, a healthier experience for all of us. And the reason why I didn't do that was because I couldn't bear the, f- and, and I couldn't face the pain in my children, and especially my youngest one, because my oldest weren't as affected as the youngest. So here are some signs that your relationship is coming to an end, and it is always a very difficult realization. I will also talk about when you know that you should stay and work on your relationship, but first I want to tell you some of the signs that I ignored that are true, no return, no return, no turning back signs that it is time for you to cherish what you've learned, letting go, and letting go in a more healthy way than I did. So one of the signs that it's time to let go of your relationship is that you feel that you become less and less yourself in the relationship, meaning you feel you have to compromise. In my case, I had to compromise about my spirituality, my self-development process, my intellect, my, my need for growth and expansion and and uh, going into the world and learning about the deeper levels of life. My amazing husband, ex-husband, who is now one of my best friends, he likes things to be very practical, very normal, very straightforward and planned. He doesn't like all this spiritual stuff. He doesn't like the fact that I'm someone who always throws everything up in the air about every one or two years and start everything over. He doesn't like the unpredictability. So I compromised on my spiritual journey, my emotional journey, and my, um, my uh, self-development journey. So I had to make myself smaller to fit into that relationship. I had to be more normal, more, more mainstream, more straightforward, more planned. As an example, when we went on vacation, I like spontaneity. I like adventure, and I like to just pack the car, drive into the unknown. He ended up hating going on vacations with us. And it was a a nightmare because his need is actually to stay at home and know what's happening. At at least having everything planned ahead of time, know where we're sleeping, where we're dining, where everything is going on. And that made me claustrophobic. And it made him miserable. So we both made each other miserable. Because I made him feel unsafe. He, he, being with him and having to fit into that relationship made me feel smaller. Another sign that it's time to let go of your relationship is that you don't have the same path anymore. When we went through the 
the the healing of our autistic child together. We united on that journey. It was amazing. We were an amazing team. Let me have a sip of tea on that. So we were exercising with this child and going all in with the diet, the gluten-free, the dairy-free diet, the non-toxic lifestyle, getting rid of the TV. It was us against the world because everyone else were just unhealthy and all of our friends and family, we needed to stick together to actually show them by helping our child get to a better place that what we were doing was a good idea. And we ended up doing just that and we together we freed him from all the symptoms and when that was done, we had nothing left that that kept us together. So I was on a path of self-development. I wanted my own company. I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to transform other parents' lives. And he wanted a normal job. And he wanted to stay in safety and security. So when you feel that if one of the one of you have this need for self-development, need for spiritual adventure, need for deep tantric sexual exploration and the other part doesn't want to go there, then you're making your partner miserable by staying and and you're not doing yourself a favor by staying. Now, here's the most common objection to that statement, and that is, what about the kids? Aren't they suffering when the parents spill it up and they have to separate their time between the two? When you break up a family, you break your children's heart. And my answer to that is, and I've, I've coached women for the past 10 years now, going through divorce and lifestyle changes and uh, helping their kids and losing weight and also ending their relationships or getting into new relationships. So I've seen this thousands and thousands and thousands of times. The children already know what you're not expressing. They can read you on a cellular level and intuitively they know that you have already broken up with your partner. What happens when you don't show up for that decision and you don't take that step out into the unknown and face the pain that you're causing? Because every breakup has a face of grief and pain and sorrow, which can be a beautiful process if we can embrace it. But it can be terrible if if everyone suppresses those painful emotions because mom cannot deal with the pain of the child or the pain of the partner. So what happens is that we all buy into a lie, a game, and we pretend that no one knows what everybody knows. And then children take on the responsibility of you not fulfilling your purpose, you not being happy, and they feel that it's their fault, that you stay for their sake energetically. They pick up as mom is ruining her life to uh, save me, and therefore, it's my fault that my mom does that. My mom is miserable, and it's my fault that my parents are unhappy together. So that's one reason why we need to stick with what our soul is calling us to do in a respectful and mature manner, which is something that is really rare in a divorce, and I'll get to that in a second. But they know and they pick pick up on it. We are energetically connected to our children, and um, we pick up everything energetically, we, we pick up on a soul level, we pick up emotionally what isn't said, which means that your partner also know that you're done with the relationship when you're done with the relationship. And we are all connected. The children have been inside of you. They know on a cellular level what's going on. What 
makes it a healthy process to part as two adults is to voice to, to put a voice to what is going on to stand up for it and to leave without blaming or shaming or fighting or making each other wrong or this is completely out of order no no one should ever do this to a child to put the child in between you and use the child as a weapon to uh, to uh, in in a power struggle between two to uh, adults. So um, the problem is that most of us have children when we are quite young, and I was certainly a child pretending to be a parent, but I was a child having a child. And what I would have done now if I was getting a divorce now was, and I picked that up, but it took some months for me to get to that point, but allowing the grief and telling the children why we are divorcing and then letting them grieve, I will suggest the following ritual for you. And the ritual is about, and if you're not ready to do this, if you feel that your heart is just breaking when you think about this, you're not ready for a divorce because you're not ready to hold space for the grief of your child and even for your partner and to celebrate what you've had with your partner and give it time so that something new can be born from it. Take pictures of the time that you've been together having children the children's childhood you being married you being happy together lay out all these pictures in front of you and get the children to contribute to this process by picking up their favorite pictures of you and the favorite memories that you've had sit down in a circle maybe create a fire uh, ritualize this and this might it might take more than one session because this is big this is huge this is the difference between a healthy and an unhealthy breakup play music that opens up your heart music that you have been listening to together even music that will make you cry and i can recommend coldplay uh, fix you i can recommend uh, music by diva primal and mitten but you can find your favorite heartbreaking music it's really important to take and pick music that can open your heart and allow grief to be to be in the room so that you allow your husband to cry, your children to cry, yourself to cry about this constellation, this phase of your life that is now over. Honoring it, honoring it, treasuring it, celebrating it instead of trashing it. And here's one big mistake that really most people make when they get a divorce. You need a space between your marriage and your new relationship. You need a void and emptiness where you can give your children space and yourself space and your ex-partner the respect of grieving what has been. The emptiness, the space, the void is also the garden in which you will plant seeds for the future. Teach your children about healthy love and healthy relationship, but also about the power of letting go and allowing all feelings to be expressed. Instead of jumping into dating and Tinder and happen and, and getting attention from someone else immediately to take you away and distract you from the pain, if you do not sit with the pain, embrace the pain, allow the pain, or even just the respect of what has been, you miss out on a huge portal, a huge opportunity for growth and bonding. And trust me, if you have a child with learning difficulties or autism, 
and special needs, you need to be collaborating and bonding and respecting each other to join forces in keeping the diet, the lifestyle, the health, the sleep for your child consistent, whether the child is with mom or dad. What happens if you just go off and find someone else, if you don't respect this space, if you don't worship and treasure your partner in this process, the partner will have to find a way of validating his or her power by fighting against you. And it will typically be by not not sticking to the diet and giving the child bad foods just to spite you and to find some sense of power and value and masculinity and leadership if it's a man that's what often what happens um, hurt people will hurt other people so make sure that you are courageous enough to allow this to be part of the process I promise you it is such an important investment what we did for our children was that uh, we decided okay we are the ones that want a divorce what normally happens is that the children then have to move from mom to dad every two, two weeks or even every week, which is horrendous. Imagine having to do that for yourself. We decided we are the ones that wanted the divorce. We are the ones that have to move in and out of their childhood home. It was to, such a sacrifice, especially for my ex-husband, because he lived on couches and by, with friends and he, the, until he got his own place. But then he came back and stayed with them in the house when it was his hours and his weeks. And I moved out and stayed with friends. And then we just took turns. And that lasted for years, actually, until our children were completely over the divorce and settled in their new life. Now they travel to see their dad. But they need they need a base, they needed a space, they needed their home, they needed something to be consistent. Not both. We couldn't take the, the family away from them and their home and their stability at the same time. So that's something I'm really proud of and that's something I recommend uh, you to do as well. So how do you know and how did I know that it was time to let go of my relationship? How do you know that there's more work for you to be done? in the relationship. You know that there's more work to be done in the relationship and this has more to do with you and your, than your partner when you are still blaming, when you're still criticizing, when you feel a lot of anger, um, resentment, jealousy, hate and you want to battle your partner. This has to do with you and you need to do more work on you for you to be able to go to that place with your family and go to a healthy divorce go through a healthy divorce. When you're ready to let go, you can let go with gratitude for what you have had in the relationship, for what you've created in the relationship or what you have learned in the relationship. You can let go without blaming, pointing fingers and battling with your ex. That's when you know you're ready to let go, when you can do it from your heart and from gratitude and remain friends afterwards. Now, there's rules to that um, that there's exemptions to that rule, of course, because sometimes you hook up with a partner who's got narcissistic personality disorder or who is just destructive or an addict. Still in a situation like that, please be responsible and, and learn from this experience by understanding where have I been a match to detachment, to being cold, to having no empathy, 
to detaching from my body and my inner child and my children and my inner voice and my calling, my soul's calling, my knowledge, my wisdom, my longings for nature and real food, my longings for sleeping at night, my longings for being a super caring partner for myself. Where have I learned to settle, to be cold, to detach since I have been a match to this man? And how can I pull out of this connection with as little contact as possible in the beginning? Because if someone's an addict or someone's a narcissist, have, have narcissistic personality disorder or is a psychopath or a sociopath, you need to have as little contact as possible because every time you have a contact point, a text message or a meeting, that person will suck your willpower, your soul out of you, and the purpose is to make you weak so that you obey to whatever they want you to do. It's really important to set boundaries and protect your children in a situation like that. I knew that it was time for me to get a divorce when I felt that the honesty and the trust had gone, and I felt that I needed to sleep in my own room all the time. And I came up with all kinds of great stories around this lie, this fundamental lie. I said, oh, well, you know, every woman needs her own room to sleep in. She needs to sleep alone because she wakes up really easily. Um, You know, that's not something that happens to men. And I need my sleep and I need my space. In reality, what was actually going on is that when you're in your sleep state, you are accessing your wisdom and your unconscious and you have no protection with your ego and your mind and all your good excuses and lies and pretense and pretending. So um, when I was sleeping, I knew that I was already gone. I knew that I had already broken up and broken the bond with my partner. I also lost my sexual desire. For a long, 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 long time, I felt bad when we had sex and then we stopped having sex. In fact, when you are in a healthy relationship, you don't need much space from the relationship. You need to bond and unite and connect and deepen. And here's my best tip for you. I'm now in the most beautiful, tantric, deep, soulmate twin flame relationship with a man that I respect and admire and he respect and admire me admires me and my children and we've we have committed for life till death to do us part and uh, I would say after having met this type of love that just makes me grow expand be more beautiful be more me be more safe heal my trauma and heal everything that hasn't been loved through this relationship I will say to you that relationships don't end because we get to know each other too well. Relationships end because we we stop deepening our relationship. We stop committing. We stop diving into the core of the heart where we risk everything. Because when we love like this, if and when it ends, and it does because someday one of us will die, We will be broken like never before. And that's why we stick to and settle for mediocre relationships. And in my opinion, open relationships um, and dating. Because we're so afraid of the depth of love that will break us and, and destroy us when it ends. So we stick with relationships that won't. But then we miss out on the deepest 
the most spiritual, the most soulful, and the most beautiful love that you can experience on this planet. And that kind of love is waiting for you in your relationship currently or in the future when you let go of the relationship that's over and done with. You can grow a current relationship by stepping more into your feminine power and letting him, if you're in a masculine, if you're with a man, letting him take leadership and be masculine. And go and listen to my podcast about um, getting into your feminine power uh, on this channel if you're interested in learning more about this. If you enjoyed this podcast, I just so will encourage you to write a review. It means the world to me. And not many people do it, but the ones that are in there are just amazing and I cherish them. And please subscribe to this podcast so that you, you are totally making sure that you get the newest updates from me about how to live fully and to heal and walk through life of challenges, challenges with autism. Grow from it, heal from it, find your purpose from it. Turn everything around because you've been given this challenge to change your life, your emotional structure, your relationships, and your path and purpose. Until next time, enjoy the process and know that there are no mistakes in the universe and you're always guided by either good feelings or bad feelings. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or replace any medical or mainstream information or expertise. So this is purely information for you to either use or, or um, dive into as an educational process or for fun or for experimentation. Any side effects or effects that might occur after or in connection with using any tips that I'm sharing on this podcast is on your own risk and your own responsibility. I cannot, my company cannot be held responsible for anything, any side effects or any liability connected to tips and advice that's given in this podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy.